This is Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers, and today is a little something different. We sat down and we were ready to run the game, do our thing, and it just kind of got away from us and we decided to do something a little different. This is a, a kind of a personal one-on-one -on -one chat with Wes and me and we dig into what it's like to be creators on the internet. And in the meantime, we discuss creativity, curmudgeons, and why you really shouldn't listen to them. So sit back, relax. I hope you get something out of this, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. And then I think we like discount. I think we think people are like overnight YouTube successes, but it's just like, oh no, those people have been editing videos for years, mm -hmm. and it took them about four years to get good, and then it took them another three. Like Absolutely. what is it? What is it? Uh, the Penny Arcade guys said they're just like. They're like, oh, I was just too stupid to quit. <laughs> they were like, yeah, they just didn't know any better. Yeah, we were just like, we didn't know we should stop. <laughs> no one told it. People were like, why did you stop that? It was just like, Bleh. I like it when they're like, what else would you be doing? It's like, uh, I would be a store manager at a GameStop because that's what I was before, and yeah. I don't have any other like things that I want to do in business. That's so important, dude. That's that's one of the reasons I want to start up like that that creative podcast so much is because like. Just helping people. I don't think people always need advice. Mm -hmm. I think they need somebody to pat them on the shoulder and be like, let's keep going. You, they don't need advice. They need like camaraderie. Like Camaraderie. Right? That's the fucking term, dude. That's like, that's where it is. Because that's is art and making creative things is really 90% of the time a very lonely process. You it put is. put yourself in a little hole. You surround yourself with your emotions and you zone out. Some of it is like, some of it is painting the wall, right? Like, or what is, uh, Wayne White calls it. There's an artist called Wayne White and he said, some of it's the brick, it's the brick laying or the ditch digging part of art. There's art, like making comics. There's a lot of ditch digging, right? Like, so you sketch the lines and you ink the lines and then you draw the lines. And then at some point you have to like step back and be like, is this joke yeah, funny? A lot and of it, art is ditch digging. That's his quote. Yeah. And and it is funny and it is good, but it takes a long time to get there for for what is arguably sometimes 10 to 15 seconds or less of enjoyment mm -hmm. <laughs> from a person. Like, yeah, I will spend a lot of time. I've spent, you know, upwards of four to six hours on a comic for someone yeah. to go. Eh, boop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and a lot of times I don't even do the like. That's the boop was the like noise. Like, eh. no, that's it's the only true, way man. I know that they've liked it. But, you know. Yeah, that's what burned me out on um, my old comic for uh, for a long time is that I would spend six to eight hours doing it and uh, or longer sometimes, depending on any number of factors. And I would put it out there and you don't know. It's just it, it just goes out into the void. And if yeah. no one tells you, um, you have no idea. And so. That's fine. Like people don't owe a like or anything like that, right? Yeah. But if you don't have camaraderie from somewhere, whether it be your fan base or friends or family, mm -hmm. it is, yeah, it, 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 you just kind of, it's like staring into a black mirror and going, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. keep going. You don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> So it's the camaraderie. It's so vital. Yeah, it's kind of like 
I would compare it to walking through a cave with a torch, right? Like you can see so much in the dark, in the woods or whatever. You're like wandering around. You have your little torch light. When you're alone, you might bump into a town and and maybe this this town and this metaphor is like success or like, but like most of the time it's just you wandering around being like, I think this is funny. This looks like a funny thing to say or or like making your art. So like. Yeah, but when you get another person who's just like, I've also been wandering the woods, you kind of just feel it's easier to wander through. And I think why it's why you see like pairs who succeed more often because they can, you know, like I'm sure like in the case of Penny Arcade, when Gabe was tired, is that his real name? Uh, Mike Krahulik. Mike, yeah, when Mike was tired, Jerry yeah. would be like, oh, we got this. Don't worry. It's looking great. And then oh. vice versa. It's just like, no, you're really funny. Like, And it's like a build and a playoff of each other versus like when you're a lone creator, it's just like, well, let's fucking do this and be miserable. <laughs> and there's something to be said for survivor bias, which I don't think gets talked about nearly enough in the creative field because can you expand upon what survivor bias is sorry i probably just cut you off while you were saying it <laughs> survivor bias is because i was able to make it through x it must therefore be proof evidence that this is the way the world works so you got someone who's like you know my dad used to beat the shit out of me with a belt every night and I turned out fine. First off, you probably didn't. You're nope. probably, a, you know. <laughs> I can already tell you that you have not because you would recognize you have not turned out fine. <laughs> As that relates to art, I think that's like also the myth of the starving artist, right? It's because yeah. well, so many artists who have struggled made good art. And it's just like, maybe. But here's the other thing. A lot of the artists who have made really good art that you enjoy are because they did not have to struggle. <laughs> yes, yes. They're, I don't know how many of the actors or actresses that you probably enjoy or even the bands you like have a famous, you know, like a successful parent in some way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, that's what drives me crazy is like talking about how you have to suffer for your art. And it's like, do you know how many of these people are millionaires? Yeah. I don't know if you're taking that into account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, They're going to be okay. It was, yeah, it's a real, to me, it's a real toxic thought process because it was like, I remember working with a coworker um, and this was when like the people in Seattle were, um, for McDonald's were arguing for a $15 minimum pay, minimum, minimum wage. They were like, $15 should be minimum wage. And she was mentioning it to me and I don't know why I think I walked by and I was she was just like my mom worked two jobs and me and my sister like raised ourselves like why and I said would you had rather you know and she only made minimum wage and I was like well would you had rather had more time with your mother or or that and she was like well more time with my mom and I was like well that's the idea yes if the minimum wage is higher there are many moms who are also working minimum wage who can work one job and can spend that opposed to working the forty or uh, the eighty or seventy hours a week. I think we make that mistake as working more is a sign that you're a good person. <laughs> yeah, like, I was shot in the shoulder and I survived. Yeah. I don't think bullets can kill people. <laughs> 
think every third grader should be shot in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand, like, why it's – I suffered, and I really was terrible, and I missed my mommy terribly. And mm-hmm. uh, my sister and I, our father uh, threw can openers at us and went and teach us how to use them. <laughs> and – Oh, Bean Dad is only like two weeks old at this point. Oh, yeah. What? And we grew up fine. Hungry. Sure. <laughs> we're alive. But fine. I think they're, yeah, and to that, I think part of survive, survivor bias is like that concept of like my hardship justifications, right? Yeah. Like, because everyone does it. Everyone has something in their life that they're probably justifying in some way. Yes. Uh, and so here you're just like, yeah, my dad was a real asshole and drank too much and, you know, like tortured me and beat me with a switch. But that made me the man I am today. That gave me a resilience. It was like, is there, could could maybe he have talked to you about being resilient and loved you and taught you that this is always a safe place so that when you went out and tried and failed, you could always come back? Yeah, therein lies the vulnerability <laughs> that they don't want to admit. What if you didn't need to go through that to be a good person? Because if you tell if if I can tell you that people shouldn't do that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's a part of you that has to admit or face the fact that you went through that for nothing. For nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I, th- this happened to me, and look at the kind of person I am. And it's like but you didn't have to starve. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I think therein you find. That's hard like, to face. Yeah. And it, it, nobody wants to face it. And it, I think you look at like, you know, there's things are scary out there. It's a scary concept that you're like, oh, what, what is it? The, in another one in the art, art world, right? Uh, another rule that you're like supposed to kind of live by. And I think is a good rule to live by. Is that like time spent on something doesn't, equal some or what there's there's a phrasing and all of a sudden forgot it it's it's a like time spent on something makes it more valuable is the concept and that's the fallacy right like yeah it's the sunken cost fallacy is it something there it is yeah there it is the sunken cost so the more you the more time you spend on doing something it must be good like yes I've spent yeah. plenty of time doing something and I've walked away and been like, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this didn't work. But you know what? I think you learn something from it, but it's hard for people to let go of that. And I think people are like, I sunk all this time being this thing, believing this thing, doing this thing. And then this other person didn't do that and they just walked on by. Well, they must have some secret or, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're not real. They're not a, they're not a true I'm not true. I mean, that might even go into like fandoms. This might be too deep of a cut, but like the concept of like, you know, like the kids who like me grew up when watching Star Wars and it was like, it was, you know, you got teased a little bit for it. And now I think like there was a time when nerdy wasn't cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now nerdy is cool or acceptable. And people are like, well, they're not real. You're not a real D&D nerd because you didn't like yeah. grow up in this time when people didn't understand what it was. And you're like, why? Why would you want that barrier of entry? <laughs> well, I think there's also that that idea of like uh, uh, time invested because like you got to experience Star Wars as a kid. Mm-hmm. Then you continue to put more time into it. And now it's not – you've taken something that was for kids 
and you've turned it into inside of your heart something that's actually meant for you. Then mm. the next version of Star Wars comes out and it's for kids again, but you can't accept that. You've put too much time into this to allow it to be for kids. It's not for kids. You don't understand. This is a 30-year-old franchise. It's not. They keep making it for kids. Yeah. Star Wars was for kids. The prequels are made for kids. The new ones are made for kids. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's not made for you. Yeah. No, I I I am uh I'm officially tired of gritty re- reboots. You know, I would love to go on a trend of like ultra bright reboots. Uh-huh. Like yeah. bring back Batman, Michael Keaton and that rainbow colored Batman suit. <laughs> Fucking make it full on inside Adam West's suit. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Fucking give him like every villain is over the top. It's colorful. It's jokey. It's just like you know, go for it. I love <laughs> like, it. Willow uh, was looking at the new. So they had a list of all the new uh, DC movies coming out, and I showed her the list, and she was like, "Oh, Batman. Oh, you don't want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what about?" This one, mm, no, that's Suicide Squad. That's not for you. What about this one? Oh, no. Uh, that's a, a spinoff show from one of the guys from Suicide Squad. <laughs> you're not going to watch that one either. Or you're not going to want to watch that either. It's like, is there blood? I said, oh, yeah. No, I don't want blood in superheroes. I was like, then we should go look at the Marvel list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DC has, has doubled down. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just... I, I had listened to a podcast today, and it was by two self-admitted curmudgeons who just absolutely shit all over people's questions and, and their hopes and dreams for uh, making the comics they want to make and stuff oh like that. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I know I'm kind of trying to throw ourselves back into that pot, but like that topic, but it's no. just weird. Throw it's just weird. Like why I just debate a lot about making that kind of podcast where it's like camaraderie. It's not there to tell you the tips and the actionables that you need. Yeah. It's just like almost like a weekly check-in of like, hey, things are really tough. Yeah. Are you still going? Like are you okay. I am. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I debate it a lot. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I think it's fine. I think it's also like, because it's like, I think everyone suffers from like not thinking their joke's funny enough when writing a comic, not thinking their art's good enough when they're doing it and technical issues. Sometimes Photoshop crashes and it just ruins your mood (laughs) and you're just like, thanks, thanks. Okay, lost that. Okay. Because I think when you're stuck inside of like those, uh, when you put so much time into something, you don't know if you should do it anymore. Sometimes you just need someone who's hanging out with you and having fun. You just mm-hmm. need someone who's like, I'm doing it. You might as well too. Or You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's like a thousand reasons to not do any of this stuff. <laughs> there's yeah, an infinite sea of reasons. In fact, I feel yeah. like society unfortunately builds up this like concept that like yeah. you should not do it. It only and it's really the only the only the idiots survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna too go fight to the quit. ocean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too dumb you to have quit. to be dumb to quit. Dumb, too dumb to quit. I I have a I think I told you before I have a comic done for Rule Zero. I haven't released it. 
I love doing comics. Like I finished that comic and I got real emotional. I think I told you because I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I love podcasting. I'm not going to stop podcasting. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like my goal was comics. And there's something very emotional about putting together a comic and putting it down. And I don't know why. Because I get a lot out of podcasting. Yeah. It just feels different. It's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. No, there's those things that like, and that to me, that's when you know, even when you're treading alone in the forest in the dark with just your torch, that you're on the right path. Is that when you're like, oh, f- fuck, I really enjoy doing this. Or like, oh, yeah. I really like, I'm really, I'm really into this thing right now or whatever, you know, like. I I would do it. I remember I got out of I got out of college and I did AmeriCorps. And after AmeriCorps, I was doing um I was putting together my portfolio to get things. And so my parents would go to work. I was at my parents' house and I was over this like rickety laptop and I was doing design stuff. And I would look up and be like, the whole day is gone. <laughs> and all i was in photoshop or illustrator like moving some pieces around kind of considering it and i was like oh i feel like that's how you know you're in the place you're supposed to be when you Mm -hmm. are doing something you're working on something or you're like feeling with something and you're just like i i don't want to stop and i would have forgotten to eat that was really the the key point is like when i draw i forget to eat yeah and you're just you're in it and then you're all of a sudden your body's like and you're like oh oh but I think I that's something I want to speak to real quick is that um, this is what bothered me about the podcast I listened to is because they were saying like somebody had wrote in and they had asked, um, how, you know, after you've worked a long day, how do you get yourself? What is the advice you would give to somebody to help them transition into a comic making prop, uh, mindset? And at least one, I think they both said it, but at least one of them said, well, I never had that problem because mm-hmm. getting to the drawing, that was my day. If you're tired when you get home, like, you know, you're asking for how, uh, asking me to come up with a way to motivate you. And I don't know what motivates you. And maybe you don't want to do this. And I just, the rage that I felt in hearing that, because it doesn't take into account the fact that like, what if this guy's job is really hard? What if there's a thousand things happening in his life that are that are just pulling him apart? Um, just because that's how it worked for you doesn't mean that this... It's so shitty to tell someone maybe they just don't want it. Obviously, he wanted it. You know how I know he wanted it? Because he became a fucking patron of their podcast. Okay? Just to write in. And then he wrote in. That takes a lot. Yeah. When you write into somebody and you bear yourself in front of somebody, uh, some stranger who you consider a peer, like, not, like above your station, you're asking them for a kind of help that leaves you absolutely vulnerable. And for these two fucking dipshits <laughs> to tell him, I don't know, I always got home and I wanted it. And maybe you don't. It's okay. Find the thing that you do want to do. It's okay to give up. It is okay to give up. It's okay to evaluate yourself and find out what you do and you don't want to do. But like, I know for a fact that the guy that said this used to work at a newspaper. Sometimes he got to draw there. 
And maybe the guy that wrote in works at a fucking factory mm-hmm. and they pulled him off his line and now mm-hmm. he doesn't know anybody and they put him on some fucking tow motor mm-hmm. and he's bouncing around outside in the heat breaking his back because they don't give him back support. And when he comes home, he actually is pretty fucking tired. And maybe he doesn't know anybody who's creative like him. Maybe he's an extrovert and that in that regard, he feeds off of speaking with peers he doesn't mm-hmm. have any. There's so many different factors. Yeah. You can't, you can't just be anything like anything else besides maybe you should just give up. That guy wasn't looking for advice. That he guy was, was looking for camaraderie in that like, moment. Exactly. And you know what? Here here is if somehow uh this is obviously just you and me talking, but it's starting to feel like if, I mean, it is being At recorded. this point, it, it's probably going to turn out to be like a special edition podcast. Yes. So if anyone ever... I don't know if, you're, if you want to listen. I don't know if we'll release yeah, this or not, but... I'm, I'm on board. Um, <sighs> if you're listening to me, if you're really tired, just sit at your drawing board, your tablet, whatever it is. Like, if you can make that time, get it and just give it five minutes. Yeah. And then just start. Because inevitably, you know, you either... You either will get into it, and it, and suddenly your timer for your five minutes will go off, and you will, and that energy will come back because mm-hmm. some because that's always what happens to me is like I don't want to sit here, I don't want to do, uh, I can find a million reasons, so I'm like, give yourself five, ten minutes, whatever, yeah. and sit there and try, and you know what? If it doesn't happen that day, it doesn't happen that day. Yeah, and that's fine. You go home. You you're fucking tired. Take a break. <laughs> yeah, I got I got three actionables if you will call them three that. oh three welcome to uh pedro's actionables yeah yeah whatever <laughs> these are three <laughs> things i think you can do one of them is that you set the time that you get to sit down don't do it right when you get home tell yourself that you get whatever free time you need and then at eight or nine or whatever the time is you're gonna sit down and do your thing Right. I think that's huge. Like give yourself a space between work and I have to do this. You need like a chance to like reset because that guy would say that like this was my day. Inevitably, he had to reset from Mm -hmm. whatever he was doing all day and get into the drawing mode. This one's not necessarily an actionable, I guess, but it's a kind of mindset that I would suggest. The second thing is. Two and a half actionable lines. Don't start to finish. Start to start. Don't tell yourself you have to get something done. Mm -hmm. Go in there knowing that you want to start doing something. Don't sit down and say, I have to finish a comic tonight. If, if you do, then you, if you, if you can, then you will, but don't set yourself up for that failure because that's a pressure you don't need. You worked all day. (laughs) Yeah. You already did something awesome. Start to start. Don't start to finish because you don't need to. You just don't need to put yourself in a corner. There's this uh, song I <laughs> listen to, yeah. uh, and it's like I think the chorus is like one step at a time, and it, it is about it's about exactly. It's like whether you want to be uh, this guy's rapping, so he's like whether you want to be a rapper or you're painting. A, you want to paint a picket fence. Yeah, it's just like. He's like, the line that it cracks me up, but I appreciate it because he's just like, make a dumbass list and just start on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, write it down and start. And he's just like, and that's it. Just, yeah, 
be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to sketch out. Just, yeah, even you don't even get there. Just like I'm, and that's like my idea. Yes. My version is the five minute, right? Like I'm going to sit and I'm going to start. I'm piggybacking and, off that because that's a great idea. Yeah. It's just like, just start it. And if you give your, and yeah. And you know what? Also, I would say in that, you know, with a caveat, um, which is a word I don't know how to spell because I've tried to spell it a couple of times in different chats today and it just has not happened for me. But like sometimes it's not going to happen. Sometimes you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, I'm going to do a comic. I'm going to make a drawing. I'm going to and you start and you just. Yeah. And there's nothing in your the tank is empty and you just need to go home and <laughs> lay yeah. in bed. And that's, well, that is fine. <laughs> a version of that advice that I've heard before is uh, draw a line. Hmm. Like your goal is to draw a line or a shape. And if you draw and once that's done, you get to walk away. Anything you do after that is because you wanted to. But my my third thing I want to suggest is this. This is huge for me. It's huge for me. Huge. Make a playlist of songs that you listen to when you draw. Because, man, when you're sitting there... And it's time to get up and you're going to sit down to draw and you put that music on. You have probably chosen music that inspires you or motivates you. And it will do its job when you sit down. And there's so much in um, memory that's tied to music. Yes. And there's a lot. It's also like music and smell is like a really big one. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could go on and on about that stuff because, I mean, there's an argument to be made that the place where you draw should be sectioned off. Yeah. It should be the place you go to draw. But like, yeah. there's a reason that your bedroom works the way it does because it's yeah. where you go to sleep. <laughs> I sleep on the couch a lot of the times. So yeah. Sometimes, maybe. yeah. <laughs> does the couch make you sleepy now? I, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See. I, think, I think actually it's just because I became a dad and then it's just like the couch instantly becomes more comfortable than the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, it's a natural feat of fatherhood. It but this is, this is coming, this, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it down like this. Uh-oh, Colin. My advice comes from somebody who never made it as a cartoonist. My advice comes from somebody who has given up more than they've started. My advice comes from someone who has no way to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about. But I guarantee you that my my advice will carry you much further than those two fucks. Because what you really need is somebody to have your back. Not somebody to tell you whether you should give up. Not somebody who's going to tell you, here's the secrets to cartooning. Join my mm. Patreon. Fuck mm. that. Like, I would, I would live and die by my advice because at least it's coming literally from somebody who just wants you to to keep going, to try, to have fun. Like, you'll know when you want to quit. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. need my help to help you figure out when you want to give up on your dreams. Like, you'll do that on your own. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people that would like to assist you in that too. But um, I don't know. I'm just a firm believer in that. If you're asking for help, it's probably because you want at least a little help. And somebody with their back against the corner and who has six great reasons to quit, but is still kind of hoping not to, I'd rather throw them a lifeline. Mm-hmm. Because everyone will tell you why you should quit. It's tons of great reasons. I was told by, you know this story. I won't get into it oh, too yeah. much. But no, get into it. 
I, well, I, I was told it. by an artist from DC Comics to give up on my dreams. I've been told by my friends that my stuff wasn't good enough and I should give up. Like, there's lots of people who have been super anxious to tell me how bad my comic was. <laughs> and guess what? I did quit. I quit a number of times. And it really sucked. And it's it's taken a, a mental toll on me because, you know, I let other people take the wheel. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided to quit on my own. Not yet. Yeah. But I'm in the middle of not doing stuff in part because other people made the call for me. And you certainly don't need to fucking pay five dollars to send a question into a Patreon of a comic uh, podcast and have someone tell you maybe you're not doing this right just because they didn't need help. Meanwhile, by the way, they make a weekly podcast with their best friend and get a little bit of camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and there's no way those guys did not have help. And that's like the other thing is people like mistake. Everyone forgets and- where they came from. Man, it's so Not easy. Not everyone. Sorry, that's a terrible way to say it. No. You have to be careful as you succeed and make sure you don't forget where you came from. It's really easy. Um, we talked about this the other day uh, to like look back at something and cut off like all the sharp, crude edges of things. Yeah. Like, like a former job, uh, you know, like this is like outside of the realm of art or like, you know, like, you know, like a partner who like you like broke up with, you're just like, well, but you know, like, no, it was shitty. The job was shitty. (laughs) The partner was shitty. There's a reason there. There's a reason you, in that time former, you made that separation call. Yeah. Now maybe you've thrown in some way and you can come back together or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it is easy for them to be like, Oh, I always found, I, I never had that problem bullshit is what i'm calling there's you know at least a day if not a much longer period of time where that guy came home opened up the door to shitty apartment it had been raining (laughs) he didn't have his umbrella and he walked in and he looked at the drawing board and he said not today and he went and got a drink and sat and watched some shitty ass whatever was on fox news you know or fox (laughs) at that time i was thinking i'm thinking of it at like eight o'clock 1990 Fox, and that's always when news was on. Was like sure, you'd get sure. home and you're just like, so not Fox News the channel, but like Fox, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, like would watch the local weather report or whatever, yeah, and then yeah. and then would watch some reruns of some shows and probably even The Simpsons, and would be like, ah, oh, why can't that be me? Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you know what? And the next day he probably got up and at some point someone was like, ha this is good. And that was what he needed. That was the camaraderie. Yep. That was like the extra torchlight he needed. So, and those days are easy to forget about and it's easy to forget about. Or like I was, um, I'm doing this talk to some juniors for, uh, kids, uh, kids in college who are juniors about doing design and freelance illustration and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, and it was like, oh, this is like, I was trying to think of like advice to give them. And like part of the advice was like, you don't have to take every job that comes through mm-hmm. as a as a designer, illustrator, uh, you know, like you should look kind of where you want to go. And I was like, but that really comes from a place of privilege because I remember thinking mm-hmm. at that time when I was a kid, what if like that's $75 on the table that I don't want to leave out on the table. That's money I can get in my spare time doing the thing I like doing, and it gets me another step closer. So it's real easy to say, like, 
just ignore that. But it comes from a place where you forget that like it's scary money wise and not knowing where your money is or like going into a job and thinking like, hey, this is better than bagging groceries, but it's not quite my dream, but it's a step up. And so maybe I want to do that. And then it's hard when someone comes in and it's just like, no, if you're really committed, you would just cut all ties to everything. And this is all you would do. And it's just like, <laughs> no, I don't no, think that's true. I really like that you said that because that's something that you hear in a lot of um, entrepreneurial styled positions. Like whether it's taking commissions, whether it's drawing art, or in my case, uh, when I used to be an insurance agent. Uh, I was told that too. Like, hey, look, don't chase every opportunity. Like, don't don't be desperate for this. Like, you know, and um, no, I needed the money. I had to try every mom and pop shop, even though they probably wouldn't buy insurance from me. And um, what really pisses me off is that it goes against other common advice that you hear, which is you need the experience. You know what? I got my ass kicked, blah, 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 blah. Cool story. Yeah. And then, but you know what? I learned a lot from, from working that grind. Well, you can't learn if you're not taking some of those mm-hmm. shitty jobs. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think you, I think to me, the advice that I was trying to figure out was like, make sure the jobs you're taking are taking you where you want to go. Like, mm, if I like you, that. if you do, a logo and you hate it and then this other person comes by and is like hey he did my logo come in you know like you should do my friend's logo like yeah. at some point you can go i don't want to do this yes exactly that's that's um, the nuance that is never really explained yes like, and there yeah oh you go ahead no no i just like you kind of have to take a bunch of shitty jobs so mm-hmm. you can avoid taking taking the next wave of shitty jobs. Yeah. You gotta you gotta do some stuff to find out what you don't want to do. You, I think sometimes yeah. you have to touch the uh, the oven to find how hot it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you gotta be like, oh shit, no! <laughs> like, right. if no one touched the oven, we wouldn't be able to tell the kids to stay away. Oh man, that reminds me of like the <laughs> yeah. That was like reminds me of the story of Have you heard about it? It's like so they put monkeys in a cage. Or, or all these monkeys are in a cage. At the top of the hill are bananas that have been uh, hooked up to a small electrical buzzer. Like Sick it shocks. Fox. I'm already yes. upset. Yeah. All right. I I would like to imagine that it's not just a cage. It's like a habitat. Sure, it's of course. First, uh, and then second, they are off. They're given other food, so it's, it's not like island of the food. apes, not a whole planet. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not cage of the apes. It's like <laughs> it's a little. Gr- the but the idea is that sure. at the top of this, whatever, there's a treat. They go to touch the treat. They get shocked. Um, the first monkey that does it will often times tell other monkeys in the habitat not to do it. Um, eventually they'll communicate that it's bad and some will have to learn by themselves. But what happens is one by one, they would replace them and bring them in. And so the new monkey goes up to the treats and it, then those people stop, start telling it no. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh no, that's going to shock you. And then the, eventually they replace all the monkeys and now there's no monkeys that have gotten shocked originally, right? When touching the fruit. But none of the monkeys will go up to it because they've all learned this idea that yeah. like they can't go there. Um, and so there is like some things where you – I do think you unfortunately have to like 
take a shitty job, but also know that when you're yeah. shocked that like you don't have to try to grab the banana again. <laughs> like, you yes, that's go, a great way. You can go like, ah, shit, oh, that sucks. You don't have I'm, to grab the banana again. I'm out. And then when someone else is like. If we if, release this, that's going to be the name of the episode. Yes. You don't have to grab the banana again. You and in this case, if you're again. if the banana is making logos or doing websites or, I don't know, selling insurance to mom and pop stores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to. I don't know. But then it There's all comes back to that privilege of like, well, I'm here now. And I actually like the podcast that I listen to every now and then. Like, I still listen to it. I don't hate yeah. listen. Like, I don't listen so I can complain. But um, they are curmudgeons and don't want to admit it. Uh, well, actually, they do admit it profusely in this episode. But, um, yeah, I just... Again, the monkeys, do you know what the secret was? What was the secret? Camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> Having they someone were... have your back, man. Like when when <laughs> you word of the day. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, when you're back, you know, when when you're sad and you or scared or you're not sure about your life. You need to be able to reach out to someone and that person needs to be able to tell you Fuck it, man. Keep going. Yeah. You know, as long as you're not a detriment to your your well-being, why not? Why not? I don't know, man. I think people here know that there's a lot going on with me right now. And uh, I don't want to play uh, any, uh, any cards, but I will tell you <laughs> that uh, if anyone was going to tell you to take some risks in life while you can, it's gonna be me. Like it's because <laughs> why not? Why well not, done. man? Like you know, you don't yeah. have to. You can. There's a lot of great games out there. You can. You know, Miles Morales is like only fifty bucks, I guess, but you don't get as much game, and it's probably good. I haven't finished it yet. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do. You can relax and just have fun. You can go hang out with people and stuff like that. But man, I just think if you've got a creative itch in you, if there's something that just kind of just like just scratching at you, fuck it, dude. Dig in. Dig in hard. Just try it. Like throw yourself into it. And I think like I think whenever you tell someone something like what I'm about to say. It can, it's a 50 50 chance, but it's going to help or, or hinder. So I'm a little reluctant to say it, but like you deserve to give these ideas like three months of your time. Just, just throw it at the wall, man. See what happens. Like, and after three months, if you can walk away from it, give it another three months. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I guess you could, but like, I don't know. I think deep down we all know the things it's hard for. If it's hard for us to walk away from something, it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. Well, it's interesting. There's that. Have you heard that like Kurt Vonnegut quote um, where he is talking about he it was like a young boy. He was like 15 and I think he was summer somewhere. This already like feels like it comes a little bit from like a place of like austerity or um, oh, my gosh. I just forgot the word privilege. There it is. Um, I was like preference. No, nope. <laughs> um, like privilege where he's like on a, a dig site. Uh, uh, I see it right and, here. I pulled it up just in case. You yeah. And so it. like um, he was on a He's on an archaeology and archaeology site. And he was talking to one of the archaeologists and 
you know, the guy, I imagine being a friendly adult, uh, was just asking him about what he, what has he done at school? I think it asked him if he played any sports or anything. He said, no, but I was in like a play and I was in this club and I was in that club. And he goes, oh, wow, that's great. And he goes, yeah, but I haven't like done anything with it. And I think the quote is roughly paraphrased, like, uh, you don't live to be good at something. You live for the act of doing it. And that like enriches you. So it is okay to like spend three months on something and go, huh, maybe I don't want to be a novelist, but maybe you found a better way to write or communicate. It's okay. I'm in that very, like I'm in that phase right now. And I'm in that phase, uh, partially because again, I have like a privilege to be, I am fine financially with a day job that doesn't, um, and the software I use is free. And I also, in like cutting, like I make these little woodcuts or these like cardboard figures. Um, and all of those, all of those costs are very minimal, especially here during the pandemic, <laughs> because you just like, well, I, I had to order art supplies for it. And then you just paint the box that it comes in and you get to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> like, smart. Um, I got the quote here if you want it. Yeah. What is the actual quote? So he explained that he was in theater and choir, he played the violin and piano, he used to take art classes and just all this hodgepodge of things. And the guy was excited about it. He goes, well, I'm not any good at any of them. <laughs> I just did them. And uh, the guy says, I don't think being good at things is the point of doing them. I think you've got all these wonderful experiences with different skills and all that teaches you things and makes you an interesting person, no matter how well you do them. Uh, end quote. And that honestly changed my life because I went from a failure, someone who hadn't been talented enough at anything to excel, to someone who did things because I enjoyed them. I had been raised in such an achievement-oriented environment, so uh, inundated with the myth of talent that I thought it was only worth doing things if you could win at them. Yeah, exactly. And I think we are in a society where that is the case. And so it's like... Who cares how many likes your comments get? Who cares? It's like, what's more important to you? What do you remember more? Um, how many likes, the exact number of likes your comic has, your best comic has ever gotten, or the feeling you've gotten from finishing one? Right. Now, what do you say to someone um, who struggles with feeling like, like we said earlier, though, that you're not throwing your work in the void? Because it's not about like, you know, I'll put myself on the table like I don't care how many likes I get, but there is something to be said for months into my work looking around and going, I don't know if anyone cares. And that's where I think like the camaraderie is like going back to that. Mm -hmm. You need camaraderie in some fashion if it's not going to come from quote unquote fans. It's got to come from a friend. Like you need peers. You need someone doing something like you. And I hesitate to say that because, again, I don't want to say that and have someone go, well, I don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm fucked. Like, do you know what I mean? I think like we're very lucky, at least I am, because back in the day um, while I was churning around comics and stuff and didn't know what was going to happen, I stumbled into the uh, hashtag webcomic chat mm-hmm. on Twitter. And that's where I met Megan and I met a bunch of other cartoonists. Uh, I used to hang out. I don't want to name drop, but like I used to hang out with people. And then, you know, Megan led me to all of you guys. And so uh, I was very lucky in that regard. But I wonder what would you say to somebody? Because I think your advice is very legit. 
but also no, what right. happens when, you know, like clip your coupons, save up, don't waste your money on, on fast food. What happens when you're starving? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a McDonald's. You buy an avocado toast. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Deep cut. Um, that's a good question. I think the hardest part to find – for me, there's two – to me, there's two like thoughts that come to mind. And again, it's like, ah, gosh, now there's, there's a book called like great artist steal or something. And, but one of the line, one of the opening lines is like all advice is like retro. Steal like an artist. Steal like an artist. The book itself, I haven't read much of, I was looking through it, um, one time, but like early on it's the line is, um, kind of like as a preface in the book, um, it says something along the lines of all all advice is like a retroactive advice to yes. your former self. So I can only give it <laughs> I can only give it to like this is the stuff that helps me now that I wish I knew then. And so take and I think you should do this for any any anyone who's giving you advice on art or life or anything. Cite your source. Uh, so look at who is giving it to you and then take what you want and leave the rest. Um, so if it's not applicable, it's not applicable. Uh, but to me, like, cause comics felt like I was pushing something into a void. So I made, uh, physical art or I've started making more physical stuff cause now I can turn around and there's a cardboard cat behind me and I can look at it and go, Oh yeah, I made that thing where mm-hmm. comics are stuffed in a folder or on Instagram that I'm not normally, I'm not traversing those paths. And that gave me more fulfillment. And I could still post these things, but now I have this like physical thing. But the other thing is, and this is the shittiest advice, and I'm sorry, it's not better. Ooh. It's the, cause it's like find a community. Yeah. And we live in a really good time to do that with access to the internet. Um, and, and, you know, like there's a lot of, twitter and social media there's a ways to find a lot of that stuff yeah but it's also like really scary to put yourself out there so like uh you know that's why like like, i want to do stuff like this that's why again i guess this is probably going to be a podcast but like this is what i struggle with is like i want to i want to tell people like you got to find some place to have a community fuck it let's just have it here yeah (laughs) Like that's yeah. why I, you and I, you know, I wanted to do something like this for for a long time, and I just chicken out or get too scared or think like, eh, no one wants to hear from me. That's but, the the scariest part is like putting yourself out there, right? Like, yeah. it's not it's not terrifying to ask someone out or to put your art out there if you don't care what the answer is. Yes. Oh, that's a great way to put it, though. That's the trick. That's how. I mean, that's why I got, that's how I got married is assume that it's already too late. Assume, like get yourself in the mental state that you've already lost Mm -hmm. so that if you win, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Cause I went on dates assuming that they weren't going to like me. So I was just going to go have fun with it. Yeah. Like, of course they're not going to like me. Look at me. (gasps) You're a beautiful man. I am now. No, but you know, I uh that's what I used to tell myself is like I already know no one's dating me now. Mm-hmm. So like there yeah, I kind of like that. It's really hard to get into the the thought of like yeah, like cuz I did this with like I remember being really scared in 
trepidatious about like applying for jobs that I didn't feel like I was qualified for or like putting my art out there. It's kind of like what is happening with it now? Yeah. Is nothing. <laughs> so what can doing this thing can doing this thing make it worse? And I think we all fall into this thought process and I'll, and here's the here's the honest truth about social media a lot of the times I, or at least has been my experience again uh prices may vary um experiences your mileage may vary uh kind of thing <laughs> i think there's this fear that when we put stuff out when we put stuff out there it's going to be like how we all felt when we were first going to high school the mm-hmm. way movies portray high school to, at least when i was like 12 to me was you're either popular or you're a loser. But really what happens a lot of the times is you come into high school and no one really acknowledges you and they go about their day. And so this like idea of like, they're all going to laugh at me if I put my shitty art up. Most of the people are just going to scroll by and forget. And, but someone might like it. Someone There's might something connect. tucked in there. I think maybe like, tell me where you think, cause I'm going to, I'm, I'm improv in this. All right. No, yeah, no, that it's probably a really bad way of phrasing. No, no, it. no, um, no. There's, there's, there's a lot in there, and I'm, I'm wondering, like, to try and piggyback on it, is this? Maybe we have an honest conversation with ourselves about why we're doing it, not why you're creating art. You're creating art for your own reasons, and that's not questionable, and no one gets to ask you that question per se. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this: How often is a creative posting their work? Not on a website, not on a podcast, not anything like that. No, no, no. On social media to prove that it was that they're worth it. Mm-hmm. Posting you know the comic to see if they get likes because the likes will prove that they didn't waste their time, that it was good. The and likes I are think, supplementing camaraderie yes, there. And I Sorry. think you've got to – no, I'm just saying like – you gotta you gotta stop trapping yourself like that because I do that. I'm sure you've done that in the past. Oh, most most create, yeah. You put it up there to see if it was good, and and likes will not tell you if it was good. Uh or, or put another way, you're you're looking for something, and whatever barometer you create will not sustain you. So right now, it's likes. Once you start getting enough likes, it will be something else, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, don't post it to find out if you're worth it. Don't post it to find out if you're worthy. You, you are. There's you someone are. who read your work and got something from it. Most likely, if you could affect one person, would you have drawn it? The answer is yes. If you if you if you posted it, and you you know one person saw it, like <laughs> that really cheered me up. Would you have done it? And if the answer is yes, then you don't need more than one like. Everything else is a bonus. Mm-hmm. The reason. That the sticky situation we get into in social media is posting stuff to find out if we're worthy or if it was worth it. And social media can never tell you that. 
I'm not saying stop because I don't like when people talk like that. I don't like when people talk like authorities and act like curmudgeons. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. I want to instead say, for your own sake, you should try as fast as possible to accept that you're better than that and your work is more important than that and you don't need validation in that way because you're you're not being kind to yourself. Yeah. You're creating litmus tests constantly. You're constantly creating tests for yourself. It's and not it's, fair yeah. to you. You're you're doing it and you're doing it to prove I I don't think oftentimes when you think that way or do that way or at least from again for me your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. Um all advice comes with that warning. Um when I do it I I doing it to prove to myself that I fail, whatever the test is. Yes. Right? Because it doesn't matter if I say, all right, if I get 10 likes on this, I'm good. You know, because I'll get 10 and I'll be like, but why didn't I get 20? And all of a sudden I've moved my field goal or I've uh-huh. moved my yeah, limit test has been like, yeah. yeah. It's I've been like, well, well, why did you do that? You know, like, I mean, I have this, this feels like a humble brag, but I honestly don't know how I did it. Um, so I just use hashtags on Instagram, right? I've got like 25,000 followers, Yeah, which I think to a new creator sounds huge, but then I look at my friends or other artists and they have a hundred or a hundred thousand or, you know, uh, you know, a million or something. Well, it's all relative. I have like 200 or 300 followers on Twitter. Yeah. I have 160 followers on Instagram. 22,000 sounds like a lot. 25,000 sounds like a lot. But for you, like there's always there's the, yeah. the, the goalposts are always moving. Yeah. Yeah. That litmus test changes and now it's like, well. Well, the litmus test is also BS because, like you said, the goalpost moves, which means that your test didn't work in the first place. Because exactly. if, you're, if you pass your test and then you erase the grade, <laughs> mm-hmm. it wasn't really a test. Yeah. Yeah, and to to your point, I think it's like when you were saying how what resonated there was uh, how you how you said like because it's it's never going to sustain you like whatever yeah. you said that goal is five years ago if you go if you told me or even like hey your comments gonna have twenty five thousand likes it's like what that's amazing then I'm but now keep it's going. like yeah but now it's like yeah that's okay yeah. Yeah, do they you're always going to change the rules because now exactly. you're like, well, they don't interact enough. Yeah, and I think like, it's <laughs> where it becomes really easy to go back to like the budget to forget what it was like when mm-hmm. like the first time I got past the you know like you can scroll back and the first time I got over 10k it was like what is going on <laughs> like and that's the key to like, the curmudgeon though right because the yeah. curmudgeon is not the, those curmudgeons or the curmudgeon in general. <laughs> they don't care about their numbers. What they care about, they care about the fact that they make a lot of money. Yeah. And the money metric, will carry you. <laughs> yeah. Their metric has changed. They're, they're like, because you're always going to, your goal is going to change. And you can live in that spot where it's, <laughs> that, that aspect of it can always make you unhappy. So you have to derive your happiness. Or again, that's, your mileage may vary. It, it's not, to me, it's like, you can put your cup on the edge of the table that's has two legs, you know, three legs <laughs> and is teetering and your drink may be safe and you may be yeah. fine, but a whole lot 
more likely is it's going to tip over, you know? And so it's like <laughs> you want to find a more stable place. So if you're creating and that's where you're getting your dopamine rush from, um, yeah. it's okay to be like, cool, the thing's succeeding. And it is like, cool, I feel like I'm finding my way in that forest. Yeah. Because um, it, it really is like, but also, I think you can look at all of those accounts that have hundreds of thousands of likes and millions of likes even, and that it doesn't equate to the things that I need as an adult, which is like food, shelter. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's um, the- Financial security. I mean, you don't have to say anything at this point. I'll say it all. Okay. We know that it doesn't, it doesn't make anyone happier. Like those numbers cause all sorts of headaches. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> those numbers. <laughs> how many? Surprised. <laughs> I mean, like, how do I say this without getting in trouble? <laughs> Can I say what I think you're gonna say for you? No, no, I want to throw myself under the bus first. Okay, go ahead. I'll drive it. Uh, I know, and not from one-on-one conversations. <laughs> I know just from my exposure to the web comic community. That those numbers just drive you crazy because once you get those high numbers, it's no longer about getting more numbers. It's about whether those numbers are doing anything for you. And then uh, it crosses over to becoming obsessed with whether or not um, you should be having more numbers. And then it becomes obsessed about like, once you get those numbers, you stop talking about numbers. You know, you start talking about the algorithm. And then it's, is the algorithm fucking me? And then it's like, is is the company in control of the algorithm screwing me over? Am I being shadow banned on, you know, Insta Twitter and, you know, Peppergram? And like, it doesn't do anything. Those numbers, <laughs> like, it's why, like, you know, I want more people to hear World Walkers because I, I want people to have access to our stories. But I don't want to be giant. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. That sounds terrible. Like, I don't want to be the biggest D&D game on Twitch. (laughs) I don't want to be the biggest D&D game on... I don't... It doesn't serve me. I want enough money to take care of my family. Mm -hmm. I want to not have to worry about stuff like that anymore. Um, But... You know, as the Patreon grows, I get to put the money back into the into World Walkers and do cooler things. I don't need to be recognizable. I don't. And I kind of don't want to. I like the fact that we kind of get to do whatever we want. And we don't have like D&D drama on Twitter about our latest storyline no one's shipping anyone and then getting pissed if they don't key us. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. It's is that the term? Key us? Is key he? us. Yeah. Sorry, it's Willow and I watch this clip all the time from Game Grumps, and it's like, they're talking about Spider-Man. They're like, spider punch, spider kick, spider key us. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> What'd you say? It's like, nothing, just spider kick. and Spider, spider key us. <laughs> going, trying to get it back, I guess, closer to the point of like, you got to find a way to not put yourself in those mental traps because you're really like all of us, just vulnerable and you're looking for reasons to validate your fears Mm -hmm. and your fears (laughs) are legit in that 
they are affecting you. You're not lesser of a person for having those fears, but do you know what? You're going to have those fears no matter what. So you just have to smother them with things like happiness and joy and kindness. And you're going to have to smother them with um, truths like I am a creator and I am a cartoonist or a podcaster or whatever. And this is who I am. And this is what I want to do with at least a part of my life. And it doesn't need to be the defining aspect of my entire existence. It just needs to be a thing that I do because I want to. And then once you get that under control, then maybe you can turn it into a business. But like, you deserve to be happy first. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's my take. I would say too, I think um, this has been my, this has been my hot rant for a while. My dad rant. I think the world started going to shit more. This is a dad Um, rant. (laughs) This is a dad rant. Um, Back when metrics started measuring everything, when we started to put metrics on everything, uh, it became, I think it has a negative impact. Now the world's gone to shit because of it. But I think, but I think like there's a negative impact because it's just like, we put it on tests for kids. We put it on your productivity at work. We put it on the algorithms for how well, uh, an email does or, or not an email sorry i was thinking of my daily my day-to-day job yeah, like yeah. uh how well um a comic or a creation does especially like web comic creators they get so hooked into that and occasionally if you had no way to measure how well it did yeah and we know that though to a degree like i don't know how long how, are we both the same timeline in terms of comic creation uh, I don't know. I started creating online. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think I started in 2010. Yep, yeah, September 26, 2010 was my first comic. So I'm going to date myself and tell you that I am. I remember making comics uh, online, and then this new service started called Keen Space. Ah, see, I've heard of this. And I joined it. Keen Space was, so there was Keen Spot, and they were bringing in professional artists and creating a professional webcomic scene. Keen Space, you could post your stuff for free. It was a web hosting service. Ah. And they would keep an eye on it. And if they liked you, they would graduate you through the ranks up to Keen Spot. I joined Keen Space. Okay? That means... That I think I started in 2000. (laughs) So we actually did exist in a time before uh, the predominance or the dominant nature of Twitter. Yeah. And it was pretty fun to just post a comic and not know. I had a webcomic forum, a PHP board. Uh-huh. PHPBB. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, that was some of the most fun I had making comics because it was just a small little community. They saw the comics. They laughed at them. They talked about them, which is honestly all I've really ever wanted. I, I, I know that you shouldn't base – I don't need likes. I need conversation. 
if no one's saying anything about it, like I've, I've made the comparison before that I'm more of a stand-up comic than an artist. I would not enjoy going to clubs where no one laughed and nobody was there. I could only do that for so long. Whereas like a musician in theory will play no matter what a true musician. And that's great. Bob Dylan plays no matter what. Well, he's also fucking Bob Dylan. (laughs) Um, I am not that guy. If I'm not getting feedback, I eventually wither away from a project. And I know that kind of goes counter to what I'm talking about previously, but I'm trying to stress that, like, I don't need the likes to prove whether or not I'm worth it. These are the things I want out of my my art because I'm more of an entertainer than a, a artist, a pure artist. But, yeah. like, back in the day with Keen Space, we didn't have anyone to tell you whether it was good or not. Yeah. And so it has been something of a detriment <laughs> to have essentially what you're saying, these numbers, these ranks, these, yeah, what call it? And they're talking about on these different platforms, getting rid of like visible likes and stuff like that. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I think there are a time that I've seen that the webcomic artists try something new. And if it doesn't take off, they come back. Yeah. And they won't press in that way. Like some of them will. Some of them will be like, Who, "Forget you," <laughs> and and those are the ones I think are really good. And I, I also think I, those are the ones who have probably like gotten the right fan base to follow them through that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, but I've also seen artists start to repeat kind of themes or jokes because they knew that's what plays. And sometimes and- that's, and I think that's what I worry about in metrics is that. Um, just like we're in a, this is maybe a, a, another shitty take. Uh, we're in like a reboot culture because there's already cultural buy-in and people are afraid to try something new. Or you look at the eighties, there were tons of just shitty, weird movies. <laughs> and I think there are now, but it's much, but they aren't like as high financed as well, like. And it's hard too. Cause I mean, like without going too much on a tangent, like how much of that is an absolute versus our ability to see it. Because yeah. there's probably tons of quirk. I mean, it's yeah. never been easier to make a movie. It's a lot but harder. It's, but it's hard to see them. Yeah, I think it was like Moby who was talking about the idea of this, like, the more access to things, like, the more there's gray noise to get through. It's not bad. Yes. Yeah. It's not It's not the best, but it's just this to find that perfect thing, there's just a lot more to wade through. Yeah. And to your point, there were probably in, when I was growing up, like there was about, there were movies that came out in the movie theater. So those are the ones you could watch, or you had about four channels that would play movies on a Sunday. And those were where I could experience. Exactly. Yeah. Films or blockbuster, but now on Netflix. And you couldn't pick, that's my point is that you couldn't pick what you wanted to watch. So sometimes you just had to watch a weird old Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. That, because it was cheaper, and they just showed it on a Thursday night. Yeah. And you didn't have a choice. (laughs) But I think, like, I think what I'm trying to say is, like, 
during that time they didn't have those like metrics now i feel like yes things are a lot more polished i think you can even see it in like early internet days when everyone was like there was no rules to make a website you just made whatever weird ass way you (laughs) wanted to and they generally are like words at top and you scroll down kind of like a newspaper but you look at some of the old websites you're like this is crazy but as more people got on they're like well there's design rules and principles and the internet is much prettier now maybe or sleeker now but i think it's kind of lost a little bit of like the i like the folky part of (laughs) the internet like where people were just like i got angel fire because that's the first website i made was i i got I, i got free hosting through comcast and here was my space and i'm gonna slap this thing on it because i'm 13 and i don't know any better and here's yeah. this weird thing and this is my website now and well, it's that has like- definitely had an effect on content we know that personally too because like it, you and i'm not upset per se but it has changed the game and what i mean by that is mm-hmm. that you used to go to someone's website to read a web comic and you might live on that space for a minute you might maybe not yeah yeah but you know, if somebody spent the time to put more stuff on their website, you might you might poke around a little bit. But we breeze through, we blaze through content on Twitter. Oh man. You flip through and you're just like boom, 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 boom. You see a comic, you read it as fast as you can, you <laughs> and you keep moving on, moving on, moving on. Like it has changed things. It's not again, it's not bad. It, it, it there's too much going on to call something a net positive or net negative. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to quantify it, but it has changed because you're, yeah, kind of, kind of running side by side with your point is that there's so much content. And that brings me back to what we're kind of talking about before. I feel hopefully is that like you're not going to win the game when it comes to like likes and stuff like that. And so. It's so important that you make something that you care about. And if people are telling you that you should give up, those are the first people you should ignore. Yeah. You know, or if, or if they dismiss the, uh, they dismiss the kind of content you're making, they fuck them. Like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to make something awesome because you keep making stuff. Yeah, that's that's it. And you just sometimes you just need to know that it's going to be okay, and you just need to know that it's okay to keep going. Like it's okay to fail. Like I have drawers and drawers full of shitty drawings that I want to throw out. My family won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but all of those got me to where I'm at now, and it was okay to make a bunch of. Maybe the stuff you make is bad, actually, (laughs) but you need to make it to get to the good. You know what I mean? And you're going to think a lot about that as you keep going, because I made a lot of bad stuff. My stuff's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is something. It's really not that terrible because you can see the love of the game inside of it all. Yeah, I thousand times will go. Now, as I get older, I appreciate that more. Yeah. And I would, we'll go and I'd rather go and see something with heart in yep. it. Than polish. That's, that's imperfect than something that is super, like to me, like 
fuck Marvel Comics. You know, like, fuck the big comics. <laughs> let's go. Listen, let's go there. Yeah, You know, it's just like, it's too clean. Give me the shitty zine that the 15-year-old kid wrote about, like, a bicycle. Like, I want that because that kid has his heart there. While this might be... And, and I guess that's like... that. I don't mean that in a dunk on, like... I'm there to like Marvel comics. Duncan. Yeah. Uh, I Because there's a lot of heart and effort put into it. But these guys are really polished and it's usually there's like more of a committee and people are making sure that like this fits the continuity and things it's like give me the weird thing over here that someone's just poured their heart into because you can feel it a little more and i love that human connection mm-hmm. in art um it's goofy it's weird it's not quite it's it's not clean and i love i i mean i i tend to lean more now towards like that kind of art just because i like in earlier i would always try to be the cleanest lines yep. how do you make it almost look so professional and now i'm just kind of like that's white noise <laughs> you know i had this idea for a webcomic once and uh i wanted to do it a slice of life kind of right based mm-hmm. on the people that i worked with and i thought it would be so cool if I took real life pictures and drew on top of them. So the characters walking around, but you got to see their actual environments, like real life environments. And I don't remember where, I don't think anyone told me directly, but it was the sentiment was basically how hokey that was and how stupid that was. And it's just lazy. Just learn to draw the backgrounds and stuff like that. You're only doing it because you don't want to draw the backgrounds, which was partially true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the drawing's not great. Do you know what I mean? Like I can mm-hmm. see the mistakes that I was making and stuff like that. And maybe I'll share this picture somewhere, but um, maybe I'll make it the cover image if we release this as a podcast. But like, I really like this. There is something really like... I like the the colors are fun. The lines aren't great, but there's a lot of like personality in my opinion. Maybe it's just because I know who they are, but like there's a lot tucked in the imperfections that make mm-hmm. me go like, I should have done this. This would have been really fun. I can see how much fun I had when I did it. And, but I was obsessed with making a polished comic, a more, a better comic, this, this, this. And so I left behind the, uh, the imperfections and chased something more pure, mm-hmm. something that could be respected. And no, this is sitting on a deviant art somewhere. And I find my old deviant art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's something, there's something, uh, one fuck purist. That's my other hot take. People who are like, you have to do it this way. You have to, none. That's all bullshit. Like, do yeah, it yeah. your own way. If you want to, like, I've seen great comics that were just fucking pictures of cats, you know, and speech bubbles put up, and they were very, oh, man, I can't even think of, it's like small words comics or something. There's just these little comics of pictures, and they put speech bubbles up. It doesn't matter, like, however you get to the art that you enjoy making, mm-hmm. if you're enjoying the process, like, don't let anyone steal your joy by telling you that it's not worth it or it's not, because it's just, what it means, it's, what they're saying is, it's not for me. Um, or they're saying they're going back to that, like kid rock, 
uh, Bill Burr thing where we were saying, it's yeah. like, well, if I learned how to draw backgrounds and you could just take photos, then I learned it for nothing. And I don't want to accept that. So I'm going to tell you that it's lesser art for some reason. You know, like this is their like, you know, I've seen tons of comics succeed. I've seen cartoons succeed with photo backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's just, and that's, and there's, I think, you know what, that's, that's, uh, that's Wesley's hot tip of the day. <laughs> my, <laughs> my hot tip of the day is just like, shortcuts are fine. It's okay to use them, you know, like. I'm, I took every comic I used to do and I put them up on this DeviantArt, my old comics, oh, right? Do yeah. you know how many comics are uploaded there? How many? 152. Nice. Dude, I did 152 comics. 2002, by the way, is when I started, it looks like. Okay. Um, That doesn't seem possible, man. How did I do 152 of these comics and then give up? Here's my first, my first online comic. Or maybe I'll post this to somewhere. More. This comic has everything that I care about in cartooning. And what I mean by that is... I'm just focusing on the characters and the dialogue. I don't give a shit about the rest. I didn't care about drawing the counter at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Clearly, I just drew a line. You drew a line. It was fine. That's all you needed. Because I come from from Garfield, man. I come from Talking Head Comics. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I just don't care. That's why I, I'm so, like, I, I respect and I'm so into your stuff because you are an illustrator. So you do all the stuff that I can't or don't want to learn how to uh <laughs> um i love looking at your stuff like i i would love to be able to draw as fast as you and as talented as you uh but i don't so my my counter at dairy queen is just a black line i didn't even color <laughs> the counter it's just white i know talking about visuals is not a uh, compelling podcast if we release this but all i had to say when i used to do comics back then I was clearly making the comics that I wanted to. And there did come a point where I stopped, I think. Or maybe not that I made comics for somebody else, but there was definitely an exterior pressure that I allowed to infiltrate. Because I made 152 of these comics. Yeah. You obviously were enjoying it. You know? I was very much so. I had a chicken named Clucky. That's and great. he had the deity-like powers. And I didn't care about whether that made sense or not. Yeah. People can tell when you like something. They can tell when you're having fun with something. Mm-hmm. And so if that's how you're going to get the likes by doing something you like, you might as well just stop looking at the likes and just do the stuff you like because that, that's what's going to go. <laughs> yeah. It's so like early. It's also like a great moment of its time. It's the early 2000s of comics, as you could tell. Yeah. There was this time when it was just like, Photo, photo, put an image back there. Let them know they, who wants to draw the Freddy Krueger poster. You know what? Yeah, let Fuck them know it. what they're dealing with. <laughs> who does? Yeah, it's super fun. I was just, just do what I want, you know? Yeah, so that, that, these are the most fun times I've had in comics is just sitting down and making these stupid things for the people on my PHP BB board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think the, first group of comics i've made was when i was like 15 or 16 um and i made it because me and my friend at the job i worked kroger i was a bag boy 
we started talking and the joke became who would win in a fight, Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. And then we started asking people as they checked out. <laughs> so yes, we went back to their groceries and we'd be like, hey, quick question before you go. Our question of the day is who would win in a fight, Santa Claus or Easter Bunny? And you know what? Almost everyone sat and thought for a second and then would go yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> or, you really? know, like, Santa Claus? There's no way. Yeah. you know, Or they would be like, yeah, I think the Easter Bunny could it. Then people might would ask like specific, but the idea was that like it got conversation going in this mm-hmm. way that was like like just to me you could completely ignore the person and put their bags into the groceries and go hey thanks have a great day yeah. and they would not see you but in that moment they stopped and there was just utter weirdness and yeah, so yeah. I was <laughs> like I'm gonna draw it and I and I was on a Quake message board and I think on my Comcast page I I took like the paper from my mom's like she had a notepad so it had her uh, baptist hospital which was where she worked at the time <laughs> at the top <laughs> and i would draw santa claus versus easter bunny and i'd scan it in with my little scanner and it was all pencil and terrible and i'd post it and be like look this comic that you have to hit download and because you only have a 56k modem so yeah. it's gonna take a minute and a half to download and it's not worth it it's not great art but it was fun and that's what i remember you know, I don't remember, um, you know, how I don't I don't remember anyone what anyone said about it. I remember posting it and having fun with that kind of stuff. And so you have to just do it because you you cannot plan for Easter Bunny versus Santa. You're going to make the craziest, dumbest shit. And sometimes those are the best parts of playing. I guarantee you, if you ask someone like Critical Role what their most fun is. More often than not, they're probably going to refer to the stuff that happened before they were on camera. Yeah. Like, I mean, they probably, I don't know, maybe not more often than not, but like, they're going to have a lot of moments from before they were big. Yeah. And those moments before they were big are how they got to where they're big. I would be very surprised if they were cartoonists that said how, that didn't have a handful of stories about all the things that happened before they got big. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think so. I think it's like it's like one of those things to me the important thing is like don't get caught up. Don't you know, like find your joy in it and don't get caught up in the numbers. Oh, find your joy is a good phrase. Yeah. Uh it's, it's that uh, you know, uh if it brings joy I think it's just like, yeah. It's from that like what's it what's yeah, where the, condos. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. it bring joy? Does it bring Does it joy? bring joy? Yeah. Find find your joy in in the making of whatever you're making, if it's not a joyful activity anymore, there are joyful things to do. Do them instead. <laughs> you know, like, and don't get caught up. Don't let like how someone else does it dictate mm-hmm. how you want to do it. Don't get caught up in, um, you know, the numbers. And again, it's like easy for me to say because sometimes you're trying to strive and make this a career or something, and then. There are other thoughts to be had. Uh, but I think if you're going to be successful, I think a successful life comes with a joyful life. Uh, so, and the best place is to find your own joy in the art. And I, and then it's just like throw it out in communities, prepare for rejection and to be ignored. And when you, if you don't find that there, keep looking for your community and keep, you know, yeah. hang in there, traveler. And find it. I mean, there's a TikTok account uh, that has over billions of users. 
and I only saw about this because I scrolled through on Facebook, and it's it's a person who pretends to run a magical tavern, and you and it's as though you've walked in, and they make you a drink or a potion or something like that or a snack. There's no way you could have told anyone two years ago that you could put that on the internet and find that community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no way you could even. Per- you know, like figure out that that was going to be a thing that was successful. Like, right now, sea shanties are huge on like TikTok, and it's coming in the Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's going, yeah. and people are finding their community of sea shanty song singers that are with them. And it's, I, I, I don't know if it's like purely organic, but it's just like there have been people singing sea shanties for years who have probably felt very isolated and alone, and now to see that there are thousands of people who are like, this is dope. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, you know, like those people are out there, the communities are out there and it's now easier than ever to do that. So find your joy in making the art and find your bravery in putting it out there. Yeah. And let the chips fall where they may. But, you know, like I would say, don't put a whole lot of stock in how it's received and take take the people who come on and are excited for you and cling to them because it's very easy. There it is. Yeah. I was trying to figure out because I think like. If you're not having fun, it it doesn't mean that you should give up. There's yeah. probably a lot of stuff going on, but I think like that's the what you just said is the key. Like stop like try not to I'm trying, I'm trying to think, I want to say this positive because I don't want to sound like one of the curmudgeons. Like, mm-hmm. Stop doing this, this, this. I want to instead encourage people to remember that like if someone likes your stuff it's okay to keep sharing the stuff that you want to make with them mm-hmm. and not forsake them for people who aren't there. Like, don't be the guy in the meme who's looking at the other girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, Dance I, with the girl that you took. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always want to encourage people, like, just make the things you want to make because, like, you don't know yet if you're sitting on the next big thing. Make stuff before you outthink yourself too. Yeah. Because I'm – I mean, this is me throwing myself out there. I am sitting here and I have an idea for something I want to do. But every day I don't do it, I'm overthinking whether I should do it or not. So Wes has – if you don't know, you should you should plug it real quick, Wes. Uh, Wes has a book oh, of yeah. his comics. And – Regardless, I think you'd said something to the effect of like, regardless of however well it sells, the reason that you did it mostly is because you wanted something physical. And that's kind of what you've been saying on and off throughout this whole thing is that like, you have evidence that you did something behind you right now. Mm -hmm. You have physical manifestations of your creativity. I wonder what it would do to someone's psyche and their mental health when you get done with a comic, you're done with something. Try this out. This is this is my my parting advice. Ooh. Try this out and tell me if it works. I mean, if you're doing if you're a cartoonist, if you're doing comics, when you get done with the comic, print it out and hang it up somewhere. It doesn't stay there forever. Mm-hmm. Just remind yourself that you did it, because once you put it on Twitter, it's gone. Mm-hmm. We post them on Twitter, we post them on Instagram, and they kind of just fade away. You just you don't ever see them again, especially if you're doing posts that are not comics. So you post it on Twitter and then you're also tweeting about current events and you're posting about the different topics you're into. 
that stuff disappears so fast. So that that is my, and it's not advice because I don't know if it works, but I'm really curious. What, what would happen if when you got done with the comic, you had to actually print it out? Here's, here's what you got to do now. Yeah. You said you've been sitting on a comic idea or you've been sitting on an idea. Make it. My advice isn't for me. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Make it. Print it out. And next time, come tell us if it works. I cannot. Not The idea I have, I could not print out. I would not want it floating around. I'm thinking about sharing some pretty personal stuff, and I wouldn't want Willow to read it. <laughs> but I hear you. No. No, you can't deny me this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. No, uh, I would say, like, obviously, I mean, but like, I wonder look, what that would do for someone. If you're really struggling yeah. and you're trying to figure out whether or not this is all going to work, like, print your own stuff. Fall yeah. in, allow yourself to fall in love with your own work. Mm-hmm. You also have 152 comics you can print out yourself there. Jess said I should contact you and find out how to do a book. And yeah. I said no. Why not? Because I'm a, all my advice is is meant to uh, tell people not to be me, which means I know how to be me, which means I'm a victim of all the advice I give. <laughs> ah, I think you should do it. Give me I, the high-res files. You can put it together. It's not that hard. Uh, maybe, yeah, if you would help me with it, maybe I will. Well, luckily, all I have to do is not release this as a bonus episode. Boom. And there'll be no pressure. <laughs> Stuck it in one. Or <laughs> or nobody will talk. Yes. <laughs> we won't get any likes. <laughs> not that you get likes on a podcast, but. What do you get on a podcast? Anything? <laughs> oh, yeah. High fives? You know, it's funny is that uh, reviews, uh, podcasts live and die. <laughs> They don't really, that's kind of dramatic, but podcasts uh, extremely benefit from reviews and I never ask for any. And that's that's uh, something I've learned is that you're supposed to ask because you have to, you know, it's called actions. You have to ask people if you want something. Mm-hmm. But then I always go like, well, if people want to leave a review, they will. That's not true. They won't. People are busy. They need to be reminded, but I don't ever ask. <laughs> That was like the YouTube thing too, right? Where uh, you have to like, say like and subscribe. Yeah, because like I, I didn't, and it went down huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to ask people to like and subscribe. Same thing with Patreon. Like I don't usually. I, lately, I'm trying to get better, but um, there's a lot of episodes where I never mention Patreon, or maybe I'll mention it just like real quick in passing, because like I don't know if you want our stuff's cool. If you want to be a supporter, go mm-hmm. for it. But that's not true. People really need to know. They have to be reminded. Like, yeah, you know, if you tell someone, don't forget to you tell you tell someone, like, hey man, don't forget to grab me a sandwich. That's not being mean. You're hungry. Yeah, they're going to Subway. Yeah. Well, I guess this is content. I think I'm gonna release it as an actual episode. It'll just be a nice little bonus episode that sits in the middle. Yeah. So I guess we should do the prompt, right? The call to action. If you guys like what you heard, and if you want to hear more, then I suppose you should let us know. You can message me through Patreon, uh, if you're a patron, uh, the message center. If not, you could email me, plausiblefarce at gmail.com. You could reach out on Twitter at the Pedro Galicia. Good luck spelling that shit. Uh, or at Pizza Dad Comic. 
maybe we'll do another one of these or something like that. Like I said, my original thought process was to start a, this was going to be like my second podcast. Yeah. I know I just, I tell people to do stuff and then I go, well, I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, that advice is not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see if anybody, we'll see what the response is to something like this because it's something that I've been really passionate about. Yeah, you know what? We bridged off. We looked at some other content. We make it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe we'll come back and think, eh. But you know what? I think we're better for making it. I think we're better for doing it. And isn't that what life's about? Not about I, winning. I would be very happy if at least one person heard this and said, all right, man, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my philosophy is... Like, I know that there's one person, there's more than one, but I know specifically of one person who has uh, benefited from World Walkers. They told me a very personal story. I remember reading that story and I told Jess, well, that's it. Like, this had a huge effect on someone's life. Mm -hmm. Nothing else I do is necessary. What I mean by that is, like, everything else is, is, is icing on the cake. Like the fact that you could do something and make one person's life better. I mean, I want more people to listen to World Walkers because I want, if it's helpful to people, if people can listen to the stories and take some kind of comfort in them or whatever, like that would be awesome. So that's why I want it to spread. But like, I don't demand more than the one person. So yeah, do it for you. If one person's touched by your work, you did it. You mm-hmm. you get to keep making everything else forever, knowing that you have already done something amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get out there, make some stuff. If you don't like it, throw it away. If you love it, show it to someone else and have a good time. I See, I say don't throw it away. Uh, keep so it yeah. all. Keep it all, yeah. Keep it all, yeah. Well, I mean, if it doesn't spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> but what what doesn't work now might work in because with those comics, those shitty comics, right? Mm, good point. That's the problem is that you don't know. Yeah, you know how many times you have the people used to take a picture of themselves and go, "Oh, I hate it," and now you're like, "Really wish I had pictures of my mom." Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Make something. If you don't like it, tuck it away. Come back to it later. Yay. All right. Well, that wraps up whatever this is. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. I guess in World Walkers, because this isn't really a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, Like I said earlier, if you enjoyed this, please let us know. Let us know if this is something you want more of, because... it's something I wrestle with a lot, whether or not uh, I should be kind of pointing myself towards this kind of thing. And I'm really passionate about encouragement and being there for creatives. And so if this is something you like, let us know. Thanks to the musicians who let their uh, music be used for this episode. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. start streaming pokemon again but like i wrestle with it because then i'm like does anybody care does anybody want to watch me play a game like eh, i'm down uh, i'm in I, just I, you I, just you're gonna come watch me, me play yeah get chancy <laughs> <laughs> get so cha- yeah that's
That's we all, all want Pokemon. <laughs> Shut up, Leslie. Get Chansey. Where's oh Chansey? <laughs> Every time Chansey's not on the screen, someone should ask, "Where's Chansey?" <laughs>